Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV and our continued coverage of anime. We are diving into Netflix's live action adaptation of a Yu Yu Hakusho. So Yu Yu Hakusho is a manga slash anime from the 90s, 80s, 90s, um, by the same author as Hunter Hunter. So we are big Hunter Hunter fans here. So Which I honestly nice. didn't even know. Wow. See, I told. All right. Yeah. So yeah, Yoshi, Yoshihiro Tagashi. This was his, I guess, series before Hunter Hunter. So mm-hmm. a warm up series, whatever you want to call it. I um, so I guess we can lay out a little bit of our experience quickly with the series before we talk about like the TV show itself. I read the manga in high school, which was. A little bit ago, obviously. I think at this point, it's probably what it's worth. Approaching 10 years. Yeah. You're old, yeah, yeah. We're almost at our 10 year reunion. You're so old, it, bro. It's been a little bit. I remember some things obviously better than other things. I gave myself a little bit of a refresher in the first kind of arc of chapters. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'm technically the subject matter expert on the podcast. The but vet, it's, Rooks it's and Vets, fairly, baby. Yeah, it's fairly <laughs> loose in that term so if you're a diehard fan listening and i get things wrong just feel free to correct us um it's not intentional it's just that this uh this old memory up here ain't as good as it used to be essentially i'm just now realizing we're flipping the roles from attack on titan yeah which is crazy to think about because alki and i say hello alki (laughs) (laughs) we were the subject matter experts on attack on titan and kyle was the rookie watcher where we're we're flipping it now kyle is going to be the subject matter expert the the vet and me and Alki yeah. are going to be rooks here. Well, this is two for me in the vet column. Alki's got two in the vet column, and you've only got oh, one. Oh, true, yeah. Is this a, we've done every rotation, then. This is every rotation. We Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I've never, like, been the MC. No, I never will you be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ain't graduated that level yet. <laughs> but uh, for first episode thoughts, to be honest, I was surprised at how good this was. Um, I had seen... The usual, you know, up and down comments for live actions on Twitter. But I feel like in the recent ones that I've been seeing were more positive. So I did kind of go into this with a little bit of an open mindset and was completely blown away. Honestly, the acting was incredible. Uh, A lot of the characters, I already can tell, like, I'm going to love a lot of them. And I'm just very excited. This is a new journey for me. I've never done UU, like Kyle said. Uh, I'm probably the biggest Hunter x Hunter fan here. So. That was a surprise to know that he was the author. I didn't know that. So high expectations then for this one. Yeah, my me going into this is that I know it's a classic and that's about it. I mean, I recognize the character designs. Yeah. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised to hear that the same author wrote uh, and produced Hunter x Hunter because that character, as we'll get into at the end of the episode, the sword and the black and the headband always reminded me of Killua. I was like, I literally thought to myself, Killua had to have been influenced by him. Yeah, and funny. he definitely was. So, <laughs> sure, I'm sure. For sure. I, I, <laughs> instead of black hair, it's just white hair. I have yeah. A plus intuition. Um, yeah, for sure. It, it's, uh, it's really good. Started off right off the bat with some, like Dave said, great acting. I love the, the, physical acting in japan like they're so good at that man yeah um every thing was pretty intense like the fights were very violent much more violent than i anticipated um and it got me in my feels right off 
you know, in the first episode, I was like, okay, I, I, I wanted to run it back to the second episode right away, but we had to jump on. So um, I'm excited to watch this. I, I'm excited to watch it and then probably dive into the manga or anime, you know? Yeah, my impressions are very positive. So like I said, all of the details of the story aren't completely fresh in my mind. But from what I've been kind of reading before we're doing this, I'm, it's quite different. It's mostly different in, I would say, maybe like the scale of things and some of the events. But I feel like the characterization of the characters and their relationships is very true to what I remember from the initial story. And I think that's when you're making especially a live action adaptation, that's such an important thing to nail. You know, the characters, in my opinion, so far feel like the characters, Mm -hmm. which is very important. Obviously, you can't do everything one-to-one. So we can talk about maybe some of the differences at the end. I don't think that should be like a focus of what we're going to talk about. Um, Because again, it seems like we all had very positive reactions to this first episode. I think as a pilot, this is like fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm sure the click rate for Netflix to episode two is like, obviously, I feel like probably a metric they care about. I'm sure it was quite high. Yeah, because the middle, I mean... This is how I mean, this is how all pilots are going to be. You know, you start off pretty hot and then the middle is just kind of building up that backstory. And then when you leave on a note that was as high as that fight, people are definitely going to just yeah. click right into episode two, craving more of that. And then they action. introduced like three interesting, mysterious characters True. at the end, too, which is like yeah. so cool. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I, I don't have any issue with the characters designs yet. Sometimes animes adaptations you know it can get a little cringy like one piece i thought was great but there were definitely some like caricatures where i'm like okay you know it's clearly they, fake it's like so fake down. i think they toned it down a little bit korobara is supposed to have like a like a cannon for hair like it's yeah, supposed what to is like that go that's out a, like really far <laughs> that's a hairstyle that is was very popular in old school anime it's also characteristic of old school japanese gangsters they used to wear that hairstyle mm. and Seems that's like a where effort. a lot of a lot of old characters you see have that hairstyle or like douchebags and gags and stuff and animes yeah. have the hairstyle um I'm so glad to hear that he's a recurring character. I was calling it. I'm like, yo, this guy's definitely in the crew. Oh, my God. And I'm just now realizing the guy from Hunter x Hunter literally has cannon hair, too. The one that's flaunting yeah. around. He's like, I want to fight everyone. And it's gone. You know who I'm talking about? The guy. Yeah. 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 It was okay. influence. Think, sure. Yeah. 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 So speaking of, I guess, story structure, beginning, middle, end, that's fairly loosely, I'd say, how we're going to cover it. I don't think we need to get into every single scene. But essentially, the beginning of this opens exactly the way that the manga and the anime opens. Yusuke is himself kind of looking at his own dead body and in a bit of shock, you know, he doesn't really know what's going on. And then we get the flashback four hours earlier. We kind of see his school day. We just learn a lot about Yusuke in these in these scenes. He's pretty much a delinquent. They call him a delinquent. Teachers hate him, but he's just like kind of a knucklehead that seems to have a good heart. You know, he sticks up for the bully. He makes his mom coffee. He just kind of heads out into the world. Um, Just wrong place, wrong time all the time. Yeah, it seems to be that's what his issue is. Also, he doesn't seem to care about anything, really. Mm -hmm. Um, We meet Kurabara for the first time in these scenes as well. Kind of, I think these scenes give us good insight into his relationships so we have him and kiko is the girl so they have obviously a very strong relationship it seems like she has feelings from him from the way her friends kind of react to him being in the 
in the, I guess, the ramen shop, the ramen bar. We have him and Korobara, who seem to be kind of rivals, maybe more rivals in Korobara's head than in Yusuke's head, which seems to be the outcome. Always comes Yusuke on top. And then we kind of see him and his mom have kind of a, a very casual, I would say, relationship. She doesn't seem to be incredibly strict with him. They kind of speak not necessarily as equals, but more in like a friendly vibe. So I think we kind of talk about everything just before maybe he gets hit by the car and then we kind of get more into like world building stuff. Just yeah. initial first thoughts. I don't think there's a ton to dig in here, but just want to give the floor just in case. I uh, just, it was clear. Um, Yusuke's got like a big heart misunderstood and uh, it's going to play into his character development probably as he matures. Yeah. I mean, he made a great first impression as an MC and the actor honestly also made just a phenomenal first impression with just how he was delivering a lot of the lines and, I I'm definitely Yusuke is already number one easily for me so far. I mean, Kurobar is definitely a close second. Um, just the typical, you know, wrong place, wrong time. He seems to be, have a good heart, like you said, and is just constantly just viewed as someone who's a delinquent, but really isn't. He's just more so carefree. It seems like he just doesn't want to take orders from anybody. And that's kind of the impression we get from him early on. I like the tone of the, of the characters so far. Like, I feel like One Piece did a good job of teetering the uh, like the lightheartedness with the intense moments. I don't feel like this is like you know playful at all so far, and I'm eager to for that to be explored. How do you pronounce the girl's name? I I say it as Kiko. Um, it's K E I K O. Kiko. She was not gonna say she was fantastic. I mean, she made. She was she was there. She was a part of it, but I'm like the relationship did develop really well between her and Yusuke. I I think the um the wake was just a really good scene and well done scene in general because it was important for his character. That was the kind of the turning point for him mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. I mean she's a she's tropey, but yeah, whatever. That's yeah. what I was kind yeah. of that was the she word I was looking for. The very unfortunate last words at least in her mind that she says to him kind of in the scene of like you know why don't you just go and die which leads us into kind of a, i guess we'll say the catalyst essentially for the entire story and the entire series is heart maybe getting the better of him you could say where he dives in front of a truck to save a child um Dude, that was crazy. I I didn't I did not expect that to go that way at all. He got freaking mangled. Crazy, dude. It, <laughs> it was, it was me graphic. Of, reminded me of the Alice in Borderland scene of when in like the final season when his boys get hit by the car, just the just Oh yeah, and the in the so flashback shocking. of what really happened. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. I also Especially have a like, little, yeah, like uh, the sound design of it was like, oh my god. He gets like run over it's not just him getting under the car. It's like he's dragged for a little bit and just spit out the other end. It was gruesome. Not expecting that at all. No. Um, I mean, I like I knew he was going to get hit by a car, and I was still like, oh, my God. I said it out loud. Because <laughs> in, the, in the manga and the anime, he kind of just gets hit by the grill. And, right. But the, he almost came back for thirds of the truck. Jesus. <laughs> um, I have a little uh, fan trivia bubble that you can edit into this, Kyle, when you do this. Uh, the hairstyle is going to be more work. <laughs> the, the, hair, the hairstyle is called uh, uh, Pompadour. Okay, fair. That sounds yeah. very familiar to me. Yeah. So It's probably on Max. 
that's got to be a pompadour on Max. I feel like I've heard it maybe less than the, like it's a fucking log of wood on top of your head. Yeah, and there's actually like a click, quick website I clicked, and it's like top characters with pompadours and Kuwabara's <laughs> on the fifth li- fifth on the list. So. Okay, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he's that's good. good. I'm excited. And anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, so this kind of transition just, I guess we could say, into the middle of the episode. So now we're... We're getting maybe more of a grasp on what's actually going on in this world. So we did get a glimpse earlier of there's this big sinkhole and essentially this like dragonfly. We find out that it has an actual name when I was writing because I knew this was going to happen where I was just writing dragonfly, dragonfly, dragonfly. And then they were eventually going to tell me and then all of my notes were just going to be wrong. Roundworm monster, right? There you go. Yeah. The roundworm, I think, is what I'll roll with because it's easier for me. But so we kind of find out here from we meet Botan. So Botan, we find out, is a Shikigami. She kind of just appears. She's trying to explain the situation to Yusuke a little bit. He's, you know, not really all there. He's kind of upset at her, whatever. And then um, we learn about, like, the the world itself. So we have the explanation here that there is the demon world, there is the human world, and then we have the spirit world. So um, I guess maybe Great before CGI. we, yeah, before we actually go to the spirit dimension, I guess I'm just curious of your guys' like initial thoughts on this. I don't want to say it's like slapping you over the head, but it's very expositiony of like this is a graphic of how the world works. I honestly, um, immediately when I saw the the whole like pan when they pan the city and I saw the whole, I'm like, okay, this is a big plot point. Like I knew yeah. right away. Um, I thought it was a good little crash course. I have no real issues with it. I mean, I assumed he's going to be resurrected and it's like, let's cut to the chase. Uh, I'm fine with it. Cause I'm sure like the first chapter is probably your classic 50 page chapter that unfolds basically the episode one. If I imagined it probably went the exact way the episode went. So I, I thought it was, um, a good intro. I love when I'm listening to uh, subtitle reading subtitles, and listening to Japanese and I hear like words I know and she says Shikigami I'm like I'm freaking fluent dude <laughs> <laughs> well I mean she looks a little different than the Shikigami we're used to from the Bleach universe but yeah, yeah. it is pretty funny that's funny I guess just a quick summary of that that graphic that they put up so was it was saying that before time like the demon world and human world were separate and everything or were they combined and now they're trying to keep them separate do you I remember they were they were technically separate always but connected right so then humans would wander into the demon world and get attacked and then yokai or demons would wander i would assume humans. more purposefully yeah. yeah then the humans were going the other way uh, and attacking humans so then the spirit world kind of stepped in and made a barrier and separated them and then they okay. show in that they throw in the cheeky little that was the plan at least Right. So we know, obviously, hit, hint, wink, wink, that uh, it maybe didn't work out exactly that way. Yeah. So or somebody infiltrated. Yeah. There we go. That's all I got. That's all. Um, yeah. But in terms of the whole, I think he introduced that the rich guy or whoever I actually is the only guy's name I didn't write down. Yeah, I don't even I'm know if we got casino it. Casino man. Okay. Roll it. Because he says the other guy's Bullet. name in the casino, but he doesn't. Yeah. I don't think we ever get his name. But anyway. I think he's saying like, oh, we're going to use this for like entertainment purposes or something. And so that's uh, a clear cover up for obviously his his next scene in the casino. 
Um, yeah, yeah. We find out essentially that he knows that it leads to the demon world. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I, I don't remember that from any of the original source material. So I think that just adds a nice... He's kind of like a lurking presence almost That's in this what, episode one. Alki, I think... What was your theory on him? Do you think he's... I think he's trying to open it or whatever. He thinks he's still human, but he's just maybe just like an agent of chaos. I think he's, yeah, I think he's a human. He wants to harness the power and be like, oh, the true ways is they're supposed to be together. The demons should rule Earth. They're the stronger beings, blah, blah, blah. Classic. He had the plans of like the, it looked to me like a reactor. At first, I thought it was a bomb, but I don't think it was a bomb. Either way, I think he's trying to harness the power some way, in some way, shape or form. I theorize these guys at the end of the episode um, maybe are his agents because they collected those items. I think so. So I don't know. Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll get into that too. We shall see. So Yusuke kind of wants to, I guess, go visit the little boy that he saved. It's confirmed that the little boy is perfectly fine. So then he says to Botan, he's like, okay, take me wherever you're going to take me. Just like an interesting little wrinkle information we found out here is that he wasn't supposed to die. The The spirit world is kind of shocked that he would do this and save this boy. So they're kind of not necessarily reeling, but it's kind of like, you know, the paperwork wasn't all set to go. So there's maybe a little bit of delay. He's not directly going to heaven or hell type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so she takes him to the spirit world now and just is to go see Enma. So I feel like it's, Enma, but it's all not the Enma. series... It's Enma it's Jr. Enma Jr. Yeah, is what we find out essentially. So um, is there Enma though? Is like, are they going to be separate, or is that just like Enma? That's that is you, a fantastic question that I don't I guess, know the answer to. Yeah, we'll put it out in the void because it would be, I guess, a spoiler in the head. Like, it could be a cool reveal yeah. later on when we meet the Enma. So it does seem quite purposeful that it's Enma Jr. Correct. Um, yeah, I don't know why he has a freaking binky. I mean, <laughs> well, he's he's a baby basically. <laughs> True. He reminds me of what's that character's name? Beezlebub. Doesn't he also have like a, a binky or something like that? I don't know if you guys know who that is. I'm thinking of like the jump all star roster, but so that um, sounds very familiar. But I go ahead. I'm sorry. I always I feel like I'm always talking first. <laughs> no, good. I guess I guess what I'm looking for here is we take uh, maybe like initial. I thought the CGI of the spirit world looked really cool. Mm. The transition into the boat and them going and then maybe our thoughts on Enma and then Enma kind of gives you this ultimatum essentially this deal and yusuke declines it so i would say everything until like yusuke returns to the quote-unquote human world and the wake stuff so anything pre-wake essentially i would say is is free game i actually had a, a slight issue with the fact that um the shinigami was like oh we didn't expect you to do this it's like if you watch him he's been he saved the bully like five minutes ago mm-hmm. Like she does. How earlier, is this out of character? But whatever. He does earlier give him the scouting report. That's violent, like, which is yeah, violent, is violent, ill-tempered, fighting, drinking, gambling. <laughs> which I and thought I, she just like keeps going. I guess which like kind of funny if they're the ones. They, they don't have time to read millions and billions of people's like full-blown biographies. So she's going off Spark Notes too. I mean, it, it's literally so shallow. It's just like I just thought that was kind of funny. It's it's funny. I guess maybe quote unquote funny in the, in the manga, she tells him that like the kid literally wasn't going to be hurt. Like the kid wouldn't have died. He would have not been hit oh by the car. God. So he literally did it for no reason. I feel like that would have actually, <laughs> I feel like that would have actually made more of an explanation yeah. for it as a catalyst rather than just like, Oh, you typically aren't good. 
Like that makes more yeah, sense. Like it wasn't like, that would have been a nice essentially because the kid wasn't gonna yeah. die, so there yes. was no expectation of him having to be saved because he didn't right, to be saved. It would have yeah. made more that sense. That would have been a nice touch. Um yeah, that's what happens in the manga in the anime. I, I kinda like Edmund's design. I like I the binky is weird, but I kinda like the design overall. Um Botan is pretty cool as well. I have a feeling she'll be around for a while as you know, the watcher over the 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 in person watcher over of Yusuke. Yeah, Spirit World looked amazing, man. That looked so good cgi is all very good i Both like times. how i just thought the cgi looked really cool i loved how the i don't know the the water was moving the boat on its own it almost that, looked like that, scales too. yeah it was like it was like molecular i don't know it was just like moving it it was cool yeah if one who's listening or watching has read the stormlight archive it definitely was giving me stormlight archive vibes with like the the way the material of the water, like Aki's saying, I don't want to really say more than that, but that's what I, the first thing I thought of, which I thought was really cool. Which is to say, I liked it a lot as well. So, Enma essentially tells Yusuke that he isn't going to send him to heaven or hell. I thought it was interesting the way they did like the scrolls, and he's watching people's lives and just kind of flicking mm-hmm. them to the sides. I thought that was just kind of well done. Um, but he's not going to send him either way because he is going to resurrect him in exchange for Yusuke becoming what is known as a spirit detective. Spirit detectives solve cases of yokai invading the human world. Enma then shows us the roundworm monster, which invaded through the sinkhole earlier in the episode. This is Yusuke's first mission. Basically, if he figures out how it got there and deals with it, then he'll get to return to his body. Yusuke then declines because he doesn't like being told what to do, which <laughs> just made me chuckle because, I don't know, just reminds me of, of someone. And he also mentions to here that people will be relieved that he's dead. I think it was a nice little look into maybe his like mindset. Obviously, there's a little bit of bravado to him of like, I don't like being told what to do and all this other stuff. But I feel like that was also a little bit of insight into maybe his self-image. Yeah, I mean, even his closest friends and his own mother insult him all the time about being a delinquent, freeloader, all that stuff. And I'm sure he doesn't obviously take it at face value, but you know, I'm sure the repetition over and over makes him kind of start to believe it in a sense. And maybe that's why he kind of had those feelings. But the wake was definitely the most important part. Yeah, like embody it even. Yeah. I mean, he is a kid. He's 17, you know. Yeah. I like the uh, the way how um I thought it was nice to see the students all line up. I like the the girl Keiko Kiko and his mom. Um, I thought the best part was Kawabura. I mean, he shows up and it put a smile on uh case yeah. face, and I I knew this guy is gonna ride or die. I can't wait. I can't wait. I love his blue like get up. It's sick. He's probably from a rival school or something. I don't know. It's cool. I like the quote, dying before our rematch is a sleazy tactic. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's just loud. He's very he's got a big personality. He honestly almost you could say steps in to the hole that Yusuke leaves behind in kind of protecting. Um and well, I you know I yeah, I wrote I it down say, because I thought it was gonna be important. Alki actually said at the beginning, he's like, Oh, that's definitely fodder right there. I, was I like, spelled his know. name like three different times in my notes, like Kiniro and Carino, so I'm glad you had it the correct way right there. Yeah. But um, he kind of steps up here and and deals with the bullies a little bit that way. Which again, I think they're they're doing a good job of of shining a spotlight on Korbara mm-hmm. because Aoki's intuition is 
I don't want to confirm nor deny, but I guess I'll confirm. Um, and, <laughs> it's A plus. Yeah, <laughs> typically as yes, it's A plus. Um, so the the wake obviously is very emotional. We get the Kiko and and his mom scene at the end where they're talking. Obviously, now we we learn here that him and Kiko have been friends for a very long time. Um, we get more obviously about this this underlying nature of Yusuke where he dives in the river for her hat in the middle of winter. So they've had this connection for a long time. She obviously feels a, a very specific way about him. And then we kind of move into, I guess this is, I, I would say act three. This is where I would say the episode definitely turns up for several sure. notches. For yeah. Sure. Where we get, um, we get the roundworm infecting Carino. Oh, really and, quickly. Um, was that was that supposed to be the same roundworm that affected the driver? Or are we just supposed to imply that there's multiple roundworm that's kind of like invading? That is a fantastic question. I'm assuming that, that it's multiple. It, I think it's more than one. I took it. I took it the same. You thought it was I the thought same it was one? the same one. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I'm sure I it know. doesn't really matter in the long term, but I just may. I, it does kind of matter in the sense that, like, okay, if it's just one kind of sneaking through the demon gate hole. Then it's like okay, we can kind of identify the issue before it gets worse. But if it's like already an outbreak, then you know shit's hitting the fan asap. But well, uh, that's just something I wanted to. I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's, I, it's tough to say because it's a bit of a change from the story, or at least the source material. The source material, okay. like the beginning, like we're so Alki mentioned this earlier about the chapter one stuff. This episode covers like nineteen, I think, chapters. Oh, Jesus. Wow, but a yeah, lot of them, okay. a lot of them, and it's like maybe six, five or six anime episodes. But a lot of those early chapters are just like little small scale spirit detective missions, like a boy's dog dies, the dog's spirit hangs around, Yusuke finds a way finds to like, let the dog's spirit move on, like a girl. It's like those Naruto. And like, yeah, like, you know, is in love with her boyfriend, all that kind of stuff. So, like the beginning of Naruto when they just have to like babysit like old people, and Naruto's like, give me a fucking S rank mission right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of that. And one of the small missions is like Yusuke runs into like a rival gang and he sees like these like horns on top of one of the guys. And eventually, like during the fight, like a little demon pops out after he punches him. Okay. And grabs him and smushes him. So so it cuts all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Carino is like kind of a character in the sense that he's has like the dog doesn't want to leave his side because the dog's worried about him because he's a baby and he gets bullied all the time. And Yusuke kind of like gives him the ability to stand up for himself over multiple chapters so they kind of okay. just smush those things together so it's well, it it only five episodes but, which yeah. is pretty surprising and it didn't even Crazy. feel like it was smushed together like everything honestly it felt like no. the flow of how the first chapter would have gone you know i wanted to say this at the end but i'm so excited yeah. for this um review session over the next couple times we do this with the episodes because like like alice in borderland we went in blind and you know that was I think uh, a special case, a bunch of us were on it. It was a pretty cool show. It's cool like to go into this live action adaptation uh, without, well, I mean, I know, Kyle, you have a little bit of an opinion, but I'm happy that I don't I have a complete clean slate, you know, and I can just enjoy it. And I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I for sure. I think this is an example which feels to be honestly the most common of it's almost a detriment to be maybe so married to the source material in your own head. Like if you're like a diehard fan and you want 
that one-to-one adaptation type of deal. Um, it's honestly a benefit for me. I think that like I know these characters a lot and have feelings about these characters, but all these early events don't really mean a touch a, a bunch to me. So I thought everything's been really good so far. But I can definitely imagine reading comments on the internet that are like they're butchering the story, et cetera, et cetera. So it's always going to be like that. But right. yeah, I, I think the three of us are obviously not all in the same boat, but we're in good boats. But what a world we live in where it's not everyone agreeing that live action is just trash nowadays. It's yeah. people are fighting for it's it. Come a long way. Yeah. Definitely come a long way. All right. So our transition into full blown spirit detective mode is essentially Yusuke is visiting Kiko in her room. Sees that she's crying about him. He witnesses that emotional moment between her and his mom as well. And he's like, okay, I'm obviously having this negative impact on them. So he goes to Botan and essentially says, what do I need to do to be resurrected? So Enma then revives Yusuke's body, but he still has his spirit out in the world kind of. And he basically instructs him to go back to his house and save his home and his mom and Kiko from this fire that the the yokai infested classmate Karino kind of started during his fight with the bullies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of all hell breaks loose. I mean, thankfully, um, Korobara and the squad were kind of on the scene to, to contain this yokai a little bit. But I mean, it just gets fucking crazy. I think maybe the first thing we do is just quickly talk about um the scene where he like actually like holds the beam and is like back into his body and then we can talk about like him throwing hands with the yokai i think that's if we talk about all of it at once it's maybe too much so just it feels like a classic like powers manifesting scene type mm-hmm. of deal i thought like the music and everything worked really well together it was a little emotional he gets to save his girl he's back and and yeah i mean the I, I actually had a little bit of a gasp when the beam collapsed because I didn't expect him to catch it. I really thought the beam, it, obviously, I was expecting it to kind of just go through him and just land on her, but I wasn't thinking too far ahead because then, you know, his body would have been completely done. So, but I did have a, a brief gasp of shit, she's dead. Um, but you're right, just typical uh, powers manifesting moment here. Um, very, very nice scene, though. I just wonder how the, uh, like, the spirit world powers like defer from the real world you know like how was he able to actually hold the beam up versus when he's going to be alive using his powers so maybe we'll get into that we'll see i'm also um i wonder if anybody could use that like kind of like uh you know in dragon ball z when goku's sitting with his girlfriend or gohan sitting with his girlfriend she's he's like you know find your inner spirit and you'll be able to fly kind of thing yeah i wonder if like um anybody could spirit technically Right. I wonder if anybody can manifest that spirit energy is believe what they called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um it was a good and you know, it was fine. He saved the girl and yeah. Yeah. He yeah. saved the day. Yeah, Enma grants him his soul back into his body after he says that um he'll do whatever it takes essentially to save Kiko. Remember those so, words. Yeah, I think uh, I think Enma is it's probably going to take him up on the most literal definition of those words. Um, I just like the last little comment I'll make. I just think it's funny that he tells his mom, like, we'll talk later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been dead for however long. Like, right. but we'll talk later. I'm back alive, but we'll talk later. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That was just like a funny little. And she obviously <laughs> did so much shock that it's like, okay, yeah, sure. I guess we'll talk later. But mm-hmm. now, Yusuke, full spirit detective, back in his actual body. 
has awakened the use of spirit energy. And now he heads out on the first mission after the yokai. And Korbar and the boys, while it was nice they were there, they're getting pieced the hell up here. So Yusuke kind of steps in, saves the day. And him and the yokai just, I mean, this is the definition of throwing hands. This was unbelievable stunts, mm-hmm. I thought. I, like Alki said, the physical acting of um, Carino with like all the twisting of the limbs and the way he was like sliding backwards on the yeah. ground. It's just like, it was literally unbelievable. I couldn't, like, this is some of the best stunt work I've ever seen. Yeah, he absolutely crushed it. Like the flips off the walls were just insane. At, I mean, we get a little glimpse of that later too with He Sway. I'm pretty sure his name is just running like parallel to the ground, kind of like, yeah, he, it just, yeah, he, a, sorry, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> not He Sway, but, um, <laughs> I was I was thoroughly impressed. I was this was probably I think for a lot of readers too like a make or break moment. I'm sure for them like depending on how well this turned out. And as someone who had fresh eyes on this, and like Alki says, the you know the East is pretty good at their body body uh, acting, and I think they absolutely crushed it. The fight was great. I mean, he Yusuke kind of got tooled up too. You know, he it was no walk in the park. It was uh, it was a nice um. I guess first step into the world of being a spirit detective. My thought was I totally thought I was pissed that it was Carino that was the one that got infected because, you know, the trope of anime, you know, you're gonna have that emotions emotional scene of Yusuke talking to Carino as, you know, the person, not the the infected insect that he's, you know, that he looks like to be. But um it's just I, I think it was it was still really well done, but uh, it's just unbelievable how well Carino crushed it as I think as a as a parasite. Oh my god, yeah. I, I he reminded me of Parasite. Yeah. The CGI work too of like him slowly transforming. It's the one arm and now he has this new in. I thought the fight, like the parts of the fight, like act one, act two, it's you know, like leveling up. Or it just like was the the with use of the environment, that the propane tank and all of it, the bike, the the wires, you know what I mean? The little mm-hmm. uh, like electric box that he's using the door on. Like it was just, it was fucking awesome. I was so, so pleasantly surprised. Yeah. This. Very entertaining. The choreography was a one. Yeah. Yeah. And we still get the classic. He speaks to him and Kirino's like slowly transforming back into a human. And he gets the tear. And then eventually I just Yusuke, wanted, I wanted to infect the bully, obviously. So that way there would be no yeah feel bad moment if he does have to die. But we know uh, one thing that we also learn is that the round worms go after people that are in experiencing moments of like anger. I think it was like anger. And yeah, it was the guy in traffic. It's I mean, the yeah, last he was thing the traffic. Yeah. That Carino says is like, I don't deserve this, essentially. So he's obviously in a pretty negative mental despair. State. It's negative yeah. state. That's what it was. Not just yeah. angry. Yeah, it was in that. Uh, it yeah. was uh, I kind of I kind of want to care. I thought Kirino Kiniro Kirino. Kirino. Kirino should have died, frankly, but it seems like he's going to live. Well, That's fine. I, the one thing we were just talking about is, you know, is his face going to be permafucked or is it is yeah. it just going to revert back? It seems like it'll revert back if his hand was able to revert. Exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. he seems to be. Yeah, not to need a full facelift. Um, <laughs> I thought that or I'm sorry, not that I think that I just wanted to, to wrap up essentially saying that um, it's important, obviously, that Yusuke now is using the spirit energy that's the last thing that he does is he uses the spirit punch essentially to knock the yokai out and then i mean 
I guess he's been through a long day and isn't really surprised by things anymore, but just picks it up and crushes it with his hand. I thought that was <laughs> a wild way to do that, but I, was I guess our boy's growing. Totally expecting him to use the power, the one that, you know, I, I've never seen the show, but I obviously know what his power is. And I was really oh, expecting yeah. him to use it there. I didn't think he was going to be able to like harness it into a fist. I thought he was just going to fire no. off a, a blast or two. Yeah, yeah I don't know the, the power rock, paper, actually. Rock. Yeah, exactly. I don't know the power, so I'm I'm pretty happy. I feel like once that you see it, see you'll it. be like, okay, like that. I think is it is it like? Yeah, it's like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's like a spoiler. I mean, it's it's in the it's in the 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 end sequence too. Like it. it, it yeah, I actually it. missed it. I was looking at my yeah. phone. I think it's gonna be it's it's better that he didn't because I think it's gonna be hype when he does. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for yeah. the first time. Now, that's the next thing I'm personally looking forward to. Is yeah. That. So um, I think before we get into what we really want to talk about with these three guys, just want to mention essentially that the post fight is Yusuke carrying Carino, hopefully to safety somewhere. I, I, you would assume a hospital. Right. Uh, to maybe check out his facial injuries and his joints have been twisted in a bunch of different ways. One thing I was thinking too, I was like, is this demon inside of him like strengthening his limbs? Because I feel like he would have broken like 18,000 bones throughout the course of all these fights, but I'm willing to suspend a belief for all that. I'm not really that concerned about it. I was thinking the same thing when he delivers the final blow with the spirit energy. I'm like, is he going to be feeling this in the morning or something? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or is he just going to walk it off? But we'll see. But Yusuke does return to the next morning to his mom and Kiko. They do have this conversation, essentially, which amounts to him being like very bashful, like, ah, get off me, like I'm back alive, not, you know, owning up to the full, I guess, weight of the fact that he was literally dead and now he's resurrected. But they have a nice little group hug, just a nice little moment between him and Kiko. And then we get into... Really quickly, do you think if that happened to you, would you tell everyone exactly why you're back on like why you got re- resurrected or do you think probably you would try and hide I mean, I f- it like maybe i would tell my mom and kiko in this situation but maybe i wouldn't maybe my i know i was just mom. wondering because i feel like then if you you know if you tell your mom then she's probably got to worry about you and we, another yeah. thing that Alki like, and i were another thing Alki and i to. were talking about too while watching is what happens when he dies and i'm sure we'll get into that as well but you know obviously he has the strength of Enma backing him up as a, or I, I would assume that Enma's backing him up in like in terms yeah, of support and doesn't yeah. want him to die. So I'm just curious if he does die, you know, what's, what's going to happen there. So yeah, I mean, like, would probably like, resu- would Emma I think there's going to be a, again. Yeah. I think there's going to be a moment where he does die again and we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I theorize it's like, Oh, I can only resurrect somebody once, mm-hmm. but she probably has like an impact on the soul. Maybe right. Like the way that a uh, game of Thrones, just as one example of potentially many out there in the world. Okay, so the very interesting way they wrap this episode up is us getting introduced to now these three artifacts by Enma. So Enma says that the demons that are supposedly now going to be coming through this sinkhole, why they desperately needed a spirit detective and Yusuke throwing himself in front of the truck was very fortuitous for them, is that the demons are now after, he says, you know what, which looks to be it looks to be a, a knife an orb and i thought it was a book at first but it also kind of looks like a slab of metal mm-hmm. but I they're kind of yeah they're like pulsating they look black they're pulsating for whatever reason and then we get this awesome scene of what looks like a ton of yokai are rampaging in a railroad depot 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 <laughs> and um 
and then we get the squad, this this trio of I are they heroes, are they vigilantes, are they villains? I get, don't think we're really sure at the moment, but we get um man in black with a white bandana and a katana. We have a man in red with red hair and a whip, and then we just have this huge brute. So they kick some ass, take the artifacts, and then we kind of wrap up the episode. Great way to end an episode, like we said at the top. I mean, I feel like I really want to watch episode two now. Um, the only yeah. thing I, I mean, obviously, very badass scene. The sword fight was the highlight, of course, of it all. I mean, the whip was all right. The only cool moment for the whip was when it pierced through the Yukai's yeah. mouth. That was sick. Um, I feel like I actually know a little bit too much in this regard about like at least one of these characters in particular. Um, I assume he, yeah, you're, you're talking about the man in black yeah. with the white bandana. I kind of feel like I know where this is going to go, but for now, um, just as my first time watch, to me, it did not look like good guys. To me, it looked like they were bad guys with the how the rain was coming down, the, the lightning. They were menacingly holding all these objects. It felt like not just like, oh, we finally we got these back, you know, job done. It, was, it seemed like they didn't have good purposes in mind. It seemed like they were both going for them were the demons and the three of them. Yes. You know, and I, I already. Uh, no, I was just going to say, I don't think they're going to be on like Enma's side person. I don't think so either, but I know enough of the, like I've seen enough um, posters and shit to know that he is. I guess eventually aligns maybe aligns himself with the crew. I don't think that's a spoiler. I think anybody who's on Twitter has probably seen photos of these people. Mm-hmm. I think that he might not start out good though. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I, I I think this was a banging pilot. Yeah. Honestly, I was after I watched it was like, wow, this would be a great I think intro to a lot of people to like the genre itself of live action adaptations and also just anyone who likes TV pretty much. I already feel like I would recommend this before even the one piece live at like uh, adaptation, yeah. you know, just because this is a, it's going to be a little bit more serious. Whereas one piece is going to be a little bit more goofy. So once mm-hmm. you've warmed up to that idea, then maybe you can try one piece, but this one just serious tones throughout it and really does feel like, you know, a good show. Yeah. And I honestly, I haven't seen a bunch of like old Kung Fu stuff, but I would be very curious if I we have friends, I know Alki, you've seen a decent maybe some Ip Man, but I just like people who like that stuff, I'd be so curious to read and maybe I'll search it out on my own of like articles of people who love that stuff and what they thought. Because to me, this was like I said, some of the best stunt work I've seen, especially in a TV show. Ip Man is sick. Yeah. But this was <laughs> this was pretty good. I mean, it was up there. I Ip Man's a little older, like True. What you marvel in in that sort of show is like the movie is like Ip Man, the guy who's playing him is like this freaking swell seasoned martial artist. He's master in like so many disciplines and he's capable of so much, kind of like Jackie Chan and, and yeah, Jet that's what I was gonna say and like Jet Lee like stuff. Something I feel like I've read about Jackie Chan is like the quality of the stunt work, especially like the use of the environment. I feel like especially like the rush hour movies come to mind of how much they do with everything that's in like the room, whether it's like a pencil on a table, a silver tray. And I feel like that kind of spirit was alive for sure. Ah, spirit was alive for sure in this fight. <laughs> and on the contrary, I thought this was both well choreographed and an entertaining fight that felt like there were things at stake. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes in yep. those Kung Fu movies, you know, that Ip Man's going to walk through like 50 cronies. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this was, it had some levity to it, some weight. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to more fights for sure, because obviously 
they will be coming. And if that's everything we have, uh, my only do it. my only last comment would be uh, predecessor. They had mentioned Yusuke's predecessor. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious if we're going to get into them and if they will come back in some way with like you know Yusuke now being one with spirit energy. Or are they going to somehow you know come in and kind of lay out lay some some knowledge to Yusuke? Um, but I would like, as just from a lore perspective, I would like to see the some predecessors and see what other um, what are they called detectives again? Sorry, spirit detectives. Spirit, yeah. duh. Yeah. Uh, spirit. You scare Spirit detective, baby. Now, is there supposed to only just be like one per quote unquote? I guess like not lifetime, but like generation. I guess they made it seem like oh, there was one guy before you. He died. Now it was kind of almost. It felt like they were saying reincarnated almost into you, but you know, it's not really. Not- it's not clear at the moment. Okay. I'm curious to see if they dive into the previous guy. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. yeah, I think that's definitely something for us to look forward to. Hmm. My final comment would be just a funny little difference from the manga. And I only bring this up not to say I'm upset about it, but just kind of curious to see your reactions to it. But in the, the manga, his like test, if they're actually going to revive him or not, is he's kind of given an egg. And it's like Pokemon where he has the egg. And he has to like take care of it and like eventually it'll hatch and like it whatever hatches from it it could either be like a huge evil monster if he's a bad person mm-hmm. or like if his nature is good and it becomes like a good thing i just thought that was that felt like to me something i remembered and not something that happened but who's to say it doesn't happen in the future yeah it does uh, yeah could it be a pet is it a pet going forward who knows i guess i guess we'll see yeah so hmm. that's gonna wrap up our coverage of episode one I did not look at all if the episode had a name, but we'll just be calling it episode one. So there's that. And we'll be back for episode two. We haven't decided exact structure, but it feels like there's 25 episodes. I would like to do one episode at a time. I think, especially with the way the story's been going, it's fun, I think, to talk about one episode at a time because we can get into maybe more conversations about different things. So just keep an eye out. We'll be keep covering it. Obviously, the whole season has released. So we will try to get these episodes out as fast as we can. But obviously, the holiday season is currently ongoing. We're covering other shows. We're about to wrap up Jujutsu Kaisen in the coming weeks. Ooh, sad. Amazing. I know. I know. Sad. sad, though. And yeah, and then we'll, I guess we'll see what else is on the horizon in terms of anime, what we would like to cover. So if you like what you heard, best way to support us is always going to be to like, subscribe on whatever you're watching or listening on. And then to check out more things from us, BingetownTV.com is just kind of the home of everything Bingetown TV. There's a little helpful tab that just shows you all the shows that we've covered with direct links to all the episodes. We're over 100, which is crazy episode-wise. I mean, with all the separate feeds, Lord knows how many episodes we've put out at this point. It's probably like 600 or something crazy like that. So we've been at it for a little bit now. We'll probably be at it for a little while longer. So if you like what you've been hearing, stick with us. And then just as a little sampler of other things we're covering in the moment, Beacon 23 on Amazon Prime, wrapping up uh, what murder at the end of the world Mm -hmm. is on what Hulu? Yes. Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, Yu Yu Hakusho, we are covering on Netflix, Jujutsu Kaisen, like I mentioned. And then we believe we'll be covering Percy Jackson, the Olympians as well Mm. on Disney Plus. Reacher. And Reacher. See, so we have uh, a lot of hands and a lot of cookie jars, but there are a lot of us here at Binge on TV, so you can sample around different episodes, which host you like, which host you don't like. But obviously, you're going to stick around for more Jujutsu Kaisen, for more Yu Yu Hakusho. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then and dive we, over, take a yes, take a skip over to JJ. Correct. Green. Yeah, and then you'll go back to Attack on Titan, then you go to Allison Borderlands. So um, I have a feeling you'll be here for the long haul. So once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thank you for listening. Thank you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.